Hi, and welcome to this week's episode of Do You Still Like Me? A podcast for the unhinged by the unhinged. I'm still Jace. And I'm still Ree. So... Uh, <laughs> We gotta get the we gotta get the the elephant in the room out of the way. We do, we do. <laughs> How bloody good was um, everyone's responses to the first episode? I'm honestly blown away by the amount of support that we've had and how uh, kind everyone Me has too. been, and also like how genuine the feedback has been. It hasn't just been generally like, oh yeah, I listened to your thing, it was good. Like people were pointing out bits that they liked and things that they liked about it and we got some good constructive criticism. Uh, yeah. I'm I'm shocked. I'm speechless. I am too. I didn't really expect it to have, to get the reception that it did because I know that you and I think we're funny but it's a whole other thing oh, yeah. to have other people texting you and DMing you and saying that they enjoyed it, that they were laughing. I cannot tell you how many text messages I got in the first few hours of the podcast being released that just said clerks too. Yes, almost every single message I got was sent around. <laughs> oh my God, that clerks too bit. So um, you're welcome because I convinced Jace to tell that story. <laughs> So you're all very fucking welcome. I didn't think <laughs> I didn't think that would be received as well as it was, to be honest with you. It was received surprisingly well, considering uh, it involved you showing children unspeakable things. As a child yourself, you were also I, a child. Let's let's make sure we have that I disclaimer. I was also a child. Yeah, I just want to say thank you to everyone for listening and for giving us feedback and for being so genuinely supportive of us and everything that we're doing and for sharing the podcast. Uh, it's it's a huge motivator getting that feedback. Yeah, it really was. It really was. Like I was sending you basically every single message I got. Like if, you know, if people are actually enjoying it that much, then hell yeah. I mean, it's, it's all well and good to do things because you love them. And that is the number one reason that we're doing this is because we like talking and we like talking mm -hmm. to each other. And we also like listening to ourselves talk. I certainly do. Um, <laughs> but, you know, having other people being like, yeah, I like it. That rules. That's so nice. It's very lucky that I enjoy listening to us talk because I did spend many, many hours listening to us, <laughs> editing us. <laughs> I'm so sorry you had to put up with my voice for that long. God. No, you have a lovely voice. All the feedback has been very positive. But yeah. we should probably move on from this because we could spend the whole podcast talking Just about... Just talking about the last podcast. So no, join us next week when we talk about this week's podcast. <laughs> How has your life been since we last recorded and since the podcast dropped? Uh, hectic. Extremely hectic. I'm not going to lie. That's... I mean, yeah, no, I'm just going to come on my own podcast and just lie about my own life. That'd be fucked. No, it's been a very, <laughs> very busy week. Um, I'm going through a lot at work right mm -hmm. now. If, you know, if you're listening to this, you probably already know me. I work in customer service, which is just a time, <laughs> just a wonderful time for everyone. Uh, and yes, we've been particularly busy lately. So there's been a lot of sitting oh. at my desk, tearing my hair out, <laughs> uh, messaging you constantly. <laughs> I do like to distract people when they're doing things that they should be doing. Oh yeah, no, you are like the number one person that I text at work. 
and utter bullshit too. It's always I'm the bullshit. number one distraction. You are. You're my favorite distraction. Um, but yeah, yeah, just constantly <laughs> texting you bullshit has been like one of my few uh, kind of solaces this week just to kind of get me through it. Yeah. It's good to have, you know, good to have your trauma buddies. Now, <laughs> how have you been? How's your week been? Yeah, not too bad. Um, I had therapy this morning, a phone therapy, a couple of breakthroughs, lots of um, sort of talking through why I am the way I am and then a couple of aha moments, which is always good to have in therapy. Yesterday, was it yesterday? Yeah, yesterday my youngest child had a child psychologist appointment, which was good because we've been on the waiting list for a very long time. I won't go into all the details because it's not my life, it's their life, so I'm not going to obviously talk about why or whatever. Um, But (laughs) when we were walking out of, of the hospital, she turned to me and she goes, you're welcome, by the way. I said, uh, what for? And she goes, I told the doctor that my mum has a podcast and you need to subscribe and read it five stars. So you're welcome, by the way. Oh, my God. I know. Indoctrinating them young. It's like We've I won't even tell club here. my therapist that I started a podcast because I don't want her to listen to it. I haven't even told my family. My family doesn't know about this. I'm kind, of, I'm kind of glad though. Like I might tell my mum, mm-hmm. but that'll probably Wendy. be it. I don't want anyone other than my mum listening to this. No. The the legendary Wendy, she will know. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's we trust Wendy. Mm. Wendy I feel was, like I feel like there's going to be a lot of stories about Wendy. Yes, Wendy was very important to me um in my teenage years. She was very supportive when my own uh blood mother was less than so I hold Wendy very dear to my heart. I also grew up spending a lot of time around your mum and <laughs> oh boy. Yes. Oh boy. But yeah, no, um, <laughs> I'm very glad that uh, yes, at the very least your kids are fans and you're doing a good job with them. Yes, so hope- they have not listened. Uh, good, good. Not allowed to, I don't think. Um, I will not let them at listen. At least not to the Clerks 2 story. <laughs> Since the Clerks 2 experience, I have grown a lot. As a, uh, as a person who deals with children, now I deal with my own, I've learned a lot. I will never let them listen to this podcast. Um, <laughs> good. But they still support. I so don't want them good. to hear me swearing this much. Oh, they swear themselves. It's fine. <laughs> I can't believe that I'm raising the next generation. Yeah. Yeah. What would the next... Ha- do we have a name for the next generation yet? Because I know that personally you and I are millennials, which is uh, appa- apparently everyone hates millennials now, which is fun. Uh, and then under us, it's Gen Z or the Zoomers or whatever. I quite like them. I think they're doing a great job. Uh, big fan of Gen Z, even if they think I'm old and weird. <laughs> yeah, I think they're really cool. I think my kids can- I think my kids are Zoomers at this point. I think they're in the Zoomer sort of. They're technically Gen Z. Yeah. Yeah. So I've got little sassy Zoomer babies. <laughs> they are very oh sassy. God. Your kids are so sassy. I they love really them. They really are. I think some of the funniest things I've <laughs> ever heard have come out of your kids' mouths. They are very funny. And a lot of the things they say when I tell people, 
I think no one is going to believe that a child of eight or 10 or however old they were when they said them said these things, but you've witnessed it. A couple of other people have heard them say these things and it's, (laughs) they are truly the sassiest generation. Yeah. And I'm really sad that I haven't been able to come up and see you guys for a very long time. I'm I'm working on that and God, wouldn't it be, wouldn't it be good to record in the same room it would be you can come to my little studio that is just my laundry but I've got all of the recording stuff set up mm-hmm. it would be fun yeah whereas uh, my studio is the spare bedroom at my house that gets used <laughs> as um, the office whenever one of us is working from home and my setup is literally just the one microphone <laughs> that I purchased at JB Hi-Fi um, and then just let sit in a box Not a for a while. Not a sponsor. No, no. Although, um, every single JB Hi-Fi employee call me. <laughs> Why are they all hot? They're all always hot. This is true. And covered in tattoos. All I'm saying is if you work at JB Hi-Fi, call me. I do get very, um, self-conscious when I go into JB Hi-Fi's because I know that there's always going to be at least three hot people working there. And... I get, I go in and I'm like, I don't belong here. Oh God, same. And I'm always, I always look like shit. Yeah. I always look like shit. I very rarely dress up to go shopping when I was a teenager, definitely, because that's, that's what we did as teenagers. That was our, that was our social life is we would go to the shopping center. West Point uh, and Westfields were our nightclubs. Yep. Yep. Oh my God, West Point. Um, (laughs) Yeah. But now, now I'm just in always like the same old hoodie and like jeans that I probably should wash but don't <laughs> um, and like ratty little sandals and I'm walking around, I look like shit, my hair's in a bun, it's probably greasy, I haven't got any makeup on. I walk into JB Hi-Fi or any of several like clothing stores as well, always really hot employees mm-hmm. and I just walk in I'm like, don't perceive me please, just don't perceive me. I don't, I don't need help. I really don't need help. Yes. I always walk in and I'm like, someone will be like, can I help you find anything? And I'm like, uh, where's the nearest cliff? I need to jump off it right now. Why are you talking to me? It's like, oh, can I help you find anything? Yeah, my dignity. Yeah. Can you help me find that? <laughs> Why are they so hot? I don't, I don't know. And the thing is, they're all so hot in different ways. So mm. it's not like the people that are hiring go... We have this specific, like Hollister in America, the Hollister stores have those shirtless buff models at the front greeting people. And it's like, they clearly hire Wait, really? people. Yes, they do. Yeah. Look it up. They have, oh yeah, God. they hire like models oh and God. stuff to be the door greeters and they have them with their shirts off and stuff. And so it's, they clearly hire sexy, conventionally attractive people. But with JB mm. Hi-Fi, I go in there and I can find someone. I can, it's like a bingo sheet of my type. <laughs> I can be like slightly, you know, like got a beard, um, beautiful woman, uh, very tall and gangly, kind of short and stocky, um, got a little bit of a gut. I'm like, I can find someone from every square of the my type bingo board and just get bingo straight up. Just like within five minutes of walking in. I like that you have a whole bingo card. Uh, whereas, um, for me, <laughs> um, yeah, your type very, is literally bean pole unwashed. Yeah, I have a very, 
specific type um and people roast me you are extremely predictable i am i'm extremely predictable um people roast me on the reg about this i literally got a message from one of my twitter friends today uh jossie lovely jossie we love Mm -hmm. jossie asking me if i knew a certain like youtube person because he's like yeah like i was watching and every time i see him i'm like that's a re guy and my immediate response was oh my god that guy i love him that guy oh like (laughs) i lost my mind i lost my mind because it is extremely predictable yes how many times have i sent you a screenshot of someone or a photo (laughs) that i've seen and said this is your type and straight away you're like yes yes Yes. (laughs) whereas i go i don't think i have a type but i do gravitate towards specific um looks but it's never the same one. So I have a type, but like a type in every category. <laughs> See, I like that. That's very diverse. Yes. That's good. Yes. We want diversity. You need to get some diversity into those daydreams. Oh God, am I being oppressive by only being attracted <laughs> to one type of guy? Am I the problem? You are. I think I'm the problem. Shit. Typical. Oh, cancelled. Typical Cancel that me. the glaring white side of the podcast <laughs> I don't want to be reverse racist here, but um, <laughs> please be as racist uh, towards me as you want. I feel like you deserve it. <laughs> um, please be racist. That's our me. motto. Be as racist as you want. <laughs> <laughs> so earlier we briefly touched on uh, millennials and Gen Z. Yes. Something that's been all over my Facebook feed lately is that Gen Z, rightfully so, are paying the shit out of millennials. I mean, that was your first mistake going on Facebook. (laughs) That just outs you as a millennial. Well, okay. The fact that you even bother with Facebook at all. (laughs) But yes, yes. No, I I do want to hear this. I want to hear what the fuck you've seen. I came across something that one of my friends shared, my fellow millennials. Her name is Monique. It's a BuzzFeed article. It was posted earlier this month. Uh, by Shelby Heinrich and it's titled 18 things millennials do that are no longer cool anymore according to Gen Z. I was gonna say I mean the first thing is read BuzzFeed. (laughs) (laughs) That's one of the things I've seen them pay us out for so much is BuzzFeed and I'm like you know what we deserve that. Yes. We deserve that. Yep. My god. I think we deserve a lot of what Gen Z dished to us. Definitely. Definitely we deserve it. But yes, I want to hear this list. Yes, I would love to go through this list with you and just discuss some of the things that are on it because I know that we both will have some things to say. Oh, no. (laughs) Okay, let's do it. The first thing on this list is wearing our hair in a side part. Fuck off! Where do you wear your hair? I've had a side part since the age of 14. Um, But in my defence, have you seen my face? (laughs) I need it. It's beautiful. I did a centre part the other day because I wanted to put my hair up in those little um, space buns. Mm-hmm. I wanted to look cute because uh, I had a, a a date. I mean, is it a, is it a date if they're already your boyfriend? Anyway, <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I'll do that. So I, I centre parted my hair early in the day to give it some time to sit that way. And I think I posted about this on Twitter as well. I looked shocking. <laughs> it did not suit me at all. Did not I looked horrible 
And the fact that I did have a centre part for a good many years when I was younger, I'm like, oh, Jesus, yep. how did I get away with that? Fuck off. I usually, I kind of have a weird, I don't really have a part at the moment. Um, when I cut my hair, I put it in a centre part. I cut it to be in a centre part, but it gets in the mm. way and I just brush it back and then it just falls to the centre. Uh, to the side, sorry. It just falls to the side, yeah. I One thing about the centre part that I remember is I used to always wear my hair in a centre part. It was centre part, low ponytail for pretty much all of my life. And my mother, Gabby, she hated it. She would always tell me, please do a side part. You look, you look terrible with a centre part, which why would you say that to a high school student, first of all? Like, you look horrible. Like, blah, made me want to neck myself but she would say yeah you look terrible with the central part she said to me you look like ted bundy's dream victim <laughs> with your hair parted down the side <laughs> because i had the center part and the long dark brown hair and she was always you begging did. me to put it in a side part she was just trying to save you <laughs> she was just trying to save you from serial killers that's true i feel a bit bad now that I'm <laughs> she did one good thing <laughs> Wow. She's the only reason that I was never abducted by Ted Bundy. Who I think was already dead <laughs> by the time we were in high school. Uh, but anyway. Like, what was he? He was active in like 70s? Yeah, something like that. So if anything, yeah. he would have frothed your mum. <laughs> the centre part is like my fuck you to Gabby. So when I put my hair in the centre part, I always look at it and I go, oh, you can't stop me from doing this. I... <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah, I, I wear my, I don't know, it's hard because I do feel like I look now as an adult weird with a centre part. I feel like, um yeah, I look weird with it. Um, I feel like Gen Z would appreciate you doing a centre part as a fuck you to a um, yeah. toxic parent. They'd probably love that. Well, there we go. That's one thing. But personally, I can't hack it. Number two on this list. This one, I think, as... Baby emos. I think I know exactly what you're about to say, and I'm scared. I know exactly what you're about to say. It's it's the jeans, isn't it? Yes. Yes, wearing skinny jeans is out, apparently. Which, as a former fat teenager, it was very (laughs) hard to find skinny jeans that were cool, that Mm. fit properly, that were the right size. Oh, my God. Yes. Yes, this was a huge issue for the both of us, I believe. In the circles that we ran with, it was a lot of skinny jeans, black T-shirts, the fuck me bands all up the arms, the studded belts, like the wannabe little emo punk sort of uh, group, I guess. These are the groups that we ran with. And the skinny jeans that we had as kids were skinny, like – literally had to have somebody else peel them off your body kind of skinny you could not breathe so they were very in when we were young yeah yeah they were extremely in I don't think you can even really get Mm -mm. the super super skinny ones anymore like the closest you could get is just buying a couple of sizes down I honestly don't think the kids know how good they have it these days they don't um, they don't. If they think skinny jeans now are bad, they should have <laughs> should have seen skinny jeans back then. Also, oh, they were horrific. Also, a lot of the criticism of skinny jeans that I see again is from Gen Z kids on TikTok, who were mm-hmm. all alternative kids, and I'm like, all of your favorite bands. 
wear those jeans and wore those jeans and they still do. All of those little baby TikTokers, the little Zuma TikTokers Mm -hmm. were housed inside the balls that were housed inside the skinny jeans. So they were wearing (laughs) the skinny jeans somewhere down the line. They were in skinny jeans at some point in their life, definitely. They're actually very lucky to be here considering how tight those skinny jeans were. I'm pretty sure they sent several people infertile. I would not be surprised. I cannot grow hair on my inner thighs anymore (laughs) from the rubbing. I just don't grow hair on my inner thighs anymore the, at all. And the black skinny jeans would go like a grey colour on the inner thighs just because oh, like the dye was rubbing off. And they would peel oh and it was God. ugly. Oh, my God, yes. Look, honestly, I think they're onto something with the skinny jeans. Um, mm-hmm. Like they don't work for everyone and they can be no. uncomfortable. And quite honestly, I'm very happy uh, with the fact that there are nicer, uh, bigger pants available now, mm-hmm. like more widely available. That's great for me because I'm fat. Um, <laughs> Ditto. I love that I can get a pair of pants now that has a lot of like eating room, I think oh, I would call great. it. Like they, they cinch you in the middle and then from there, they just like, they just come out. Balloon. They're not MC Hammer style. Um, no, no. For the no. Zoomers listening, that was an old musical artist and he had very big pants. <laughs> this is um, making us sound so old. Oh my I can't God. believe I just made an MC Hammer I reference. can't believe you I've... just, like that's old even for people <laughs> our age. Are you sure you're not Gen X? Are you sure? Well, I did say that I was 72 in the first podcast, so. Yeah. But yeah, Yeah. I agree. I'm happy with the quality of high-waisted, big, like, mum jeans that are out now because that is my style at its core, I think, is, Mm. like, comfy. Sitting down in those skinny jeans was a nightmare. Yeah. And I have to say I agree with Zoomers on this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I like that I, I do have a pair of skinny jeans. They're very high-waisted. They're extremely high-waisted. Mm. Um, I think that was my biggest issue back in the day is that you couldn't get high-waisted skinny jeans back oh in the God, day. Oh, my God, because so it came – The skinny jean trend came off the back of the super low-rise jean trend. Exactly. So we had the combination so of skinny, skinny and jeans. super low – like right on the pubic bone low, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. ass crack showing standing low. They were absolutely horrific. Mm-hmm. Oh mm-hmm. my god! I feel I feel sick. Like I just, yeah, I can't. Believe I just I had like this intense flashback. I remember walking around like constantly pulling the jeans up every day, every fucking day. That was fucking so. Yeah. Horrible. Um. Personally, I will keep my high waisted skinny jeans. I don't mind if they're high waisted. Um. And I don't wear them super often. I'm more likely going to wear my mum jeans. But I do like my skinny jeans when I want to go mm-hmm. a little bit more fancy. I think that's kind of what I end up doing as they're opposed your to dress wearing jeans. the big jeans. I wear the, they're my dress jeans, yes. Your oh, black tie God. jeans. <laughs> oh, we are old. God, I have dress <laughs> jeans. Who am I? Who am I? This whole podcast is just going to be me realising that I'm not cool. <laughs> well, luckily for you, we've got a whole bunch of other things on this list to make you feel a yes, lot less yes. cool. All right, hit me with the next one. Number three is using the laugh crying emoji. I use that. I have never used that emoji and I am proud of that fact. Excuse Fuck me, that I use emoji. It, it's I ugly use it as hell. Every day. I use it several times I a know. day. <laughs> and I know. And I know you do. <laughs> and I'm gonna use it more now just to fuck with you and the Zoomers. Um I do agree with the Zoomers on this. I think it is terribly uncool, but also I am terribly uncool, and you can pry the laugh cry emoji from my cold dead hands. I feel like that's fair enough. 
If you want to use an emoji, use an emoji. I personally won't because it's ugly. Um, I think my favorite emoji is the upside down smiley face. I love that one too. I love that one. It conveys the perfect emotion. Perfect. Perfect. Perfect amount of like sarcasm and just like... Like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Like putting on a brave face in... um, in the face of misery, I think. So I, that's probably why I use it so much. Yeah, that that one's a great one. My favourite is the one that everyone hates, which is like the simp uh, big big sad eye emoji that they fairly recently added. I love that one because I am a bottom. Oh, the bottom emoji. <laughs> yeah, I, I do use that one. I use that one a lot actually. Um, but it should come to no surprise as anyone that that... that I am a bottom so you know if you are a zoomer can you tweet us uh, and let us know what the general consensus is on our favorite emojis so the upside down smiley and the bottom emoji let us know what people think of that because we are clearly out of touch we would love to know please tell me please I I mean I think we're yeah, we've demonstrated that we're pretty out of touch, but I can't wait to know that I'm more out of touch than I thought I was. This is a great exercise in like self-confidence. It's really going to boost me, I think. Number four is showing off. This one I agree with 100%, um, especially given the current mm-hmm. climate, is showing off our Hogwarts houses. Ah! There's a tweet here accompanying it. <laughs> it says, millennials, please take your Hogwarts house out of your Twitter bio. I agree. I I've never had my Hogwarts house in my Twitter bio. I'm proud nor of have that I. Fact. I oh. do have a couple of Harry Potter related tattoos that I got a while ago. I do love the whole um, everything associated with it because it was my book that I escaped into. Um, I oh definitely. It, it, definitely it is a huge part of my life, and no one, not even yeah. old transphobic J.K. Rowling, can take that away from me. But for the love of fucking mm-hmm. God, it is fiction. No one cares. Like no one cares what Hogwarts house you are. I'm a Slytherin. No one gives but a shit. <laughs> so am I. Such a Slytherin we thing to that. say. <laughs> oh, but okay, God, I think but yeah, both no. you and I were very, very obsessed with Harry Potter as teenagers and young adults. As teenagers, yes. Yes. And very young adults. And I do understand needing to buy back your childhood especially as someone who faced childhood trauma and childhood abuse is like you need to you feel the intense need to hold on to any little good bit of your childhood that you can oh, for sure I'm 100 with you on that but fucking hell let go of it like yeah. love it in private like i do um yeah. <laughs> just don't it, give jk rowling any more fucking credit or money god please. please no please no i think one of the one of my biggest turnoffs when i was single um, I used to spend a lot of time on the apps. Uh, if someone had mm-hmm. their Hogwarts house in their Tinder bio, it was immediate no. They could be hot. They could be extremely mm. hot. I'd be like, nah, no, thank you. I know exactly what kind of person you're going to be. You're going to be gross. So yeah, no. Now I'm, I agree with I agree with you, Zoomers, on that one. Good job. Uh, definitely fuck that. It's nah, no, thank you. <laughs> I also agree with Zoomers on this next one, and I think. I don't think I have used this word. I think maybe I've used it once and while I like that was me being a smart ass mm. using the word adulting. I've got a tweet here <laughs> that says why do millennials love to be like adulting? Like yeah, you're pushing 30, I'd hope you're adulting. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I 
I, I agree. Feel, yeah, I feel like yeah, definitely. It's 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 stupid. It's stupid. I think for I me, hate it. um, when I was younger, um, like in my early to mid twenties, I would always get very excited when I would do things that I perceived as quote unquote adulting. Mm-hmm. But having said that, the reason for that is because trauma. So being able to do basic things to take care of myself were a big deal. And honestly, trauma, kind of trauma, still trauma, are trauma, trauma, chameleon. <laughs> That's another dated reference. Uh, Zoomers, if you would like to come at me for for a Culture King reference. Jesus. Culture King. Did I just say Culture King? You said Culture King. That's a shop. Okay. I know. That's a shop. Get it together, Jace. You're making old references. I know. You can't even make them correctly. I think we definitely... Is this a Facebook? I just... uh, I'm just going to do a Twitter. I'm just going to send a little Twitter here. A Twitch? I'm just going to send a Twitch. Someone please help me. Get me out of here. I'm scared. I'm scared for my life right now. Um, but yeah, no. Nah. In in conclusion, uh, fuck fuck that. Uh <laughs> yeah. But um totally understand again, again, understand doing adult things, making you feel like an adult. It's amazing, but also it's a stupid word. when you say adulting. Yeah. Makes me wanna Yeah. Anyway, number six <laughs> is okay, this one. <sighs> Number six is taking selfies from above. That is what we like to call in uh, millennial speak the MySpace angle. What you kids need to realise is that I'm fat. <laughs> and again, nothing... Which is fine. Which is fine. Which is fine. But I have a lot of self-esteem issues related to it because I got mercilessly ripped apart when I was your age um, for being plus size. Um, I've gotten better at not taking them from like above. I don't really do that, but I do mm-hmm. know my angles. Definitely. Um, yep. you'll very rarely find me taking a straight on shot at the camera. My head will always be slightly angled to the side. I, yep. but then again, like this one confuses me a bit because at least in my friend circles, I don't really see this. I don't see this happening. I don't see it either now. Yeah. I think. I really don't. I mean, hmm, maybe I'll go through my Facebook and see if I can see anyone posting that. But I don't take them from that super high angle anymore. I definitely have. And I've probably got a few photos uh, somewhere that I can put up on the social media to illustrate that I used to be a huge fan of that angle. If I could crack into my old MySpace, God, we'd have a treasure trove. But unfortunately, the email attached to that, I don't have the password Mm -hmm. for anymore. Same with mine. Very I think I have, I used to print photos out. So I think I have some somewhere that I can go through and I'll find Please. some. I think there's some with you in it too. I was going to say, if um, you can find any of us together, if you can find any of the stupid photos we used to take together, please, oh for the love of God, post them. I think they I are have horrific. them. I'll find them. We were the worst. We were If the Zoomers just- want um, photos of millennials to pick on, I've got a treasure trove. Please, so. please pick on me. Please, I would love that. God, I'm just, I'm really outing myself here as just like a little <laughs> fucking degradation slut. Um, yeah, that's what I was thinking yeah. as well. I'm like, <laughs> I was like, why do I love it so much when Gen Z dunk on the millennials? It's like, comes back to the trauma. It all comes back to it trauma. It all comes back to trauma. Like that could honestly be the motto of this whole fucking thing that we're doing. It, it all comes it back really to could. trauma. We should like, if but we yes, ever make um, t-shirts, that, we should make t-shirts that say it, it all comes, comes back, back to trauma. To trauma. <laughs> oh my God. That would be incredible. 
But yes, um, I keep I keep waffling on. How far? How much do we have left on this this bloody list? Because my yeah, MySpace angle photos not on, not anymore. Who does that now? Fuck off. Yeah, I don't take them from that angle. I take them fairly front on, but we still mm. know our angles. You gotta know your angles. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But I don't think we were taking angle selfies before angle. you could look back on your selfies to check. I on them. remember when I was about sixteen or seventeen, I had to teach a friend of mine who was the exact same age how to take a selfie with a digital camera. <laughs> we couldn't look at wow. ourselves. The screen was on the back. Yes. And I remember I got very, very good at it. I got extremely good at it. I had to teach a friend of mine how to do it. And she was gobsmacked that I did it and we yep. were all in the frame and we were all looking where we yep. needed to look. But it's again, a skill. I think and look, if you're taking a, a group photo, you need to have it at that angle. Pretty much. Just to fit everyone in. So I think, okay, that angle, I'll let it slide for group shots. Mm-hmm. I'll let it slide. Uh, any other situation, unless you're doing it to be funny, which is very funny, mm-hmm. honestly, to me, but that might just be me being a dumb millennial. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, that angle's out. Let, let's get rid of it. No, thank you. I agree on this one. I'll let the Zoomers have that one. I'm going to combine seven and eight. Um, mm-hmm. Seven and eight are having the audacity to look at the screen when we take a selfie and using the word selfie. Um, I mean, I don't really use the word selfie too much, but what do they mean, look at the screen? Like what's... You you need to look at yourself to see the tweet that they've accompanying they've, that they've accompanied this number with is why do millennials always look at the screen instead of the camera when they take a selfie? When I'm using my phone mm. and I've got the front camera on and I'm taking a selfie, I look at myself because I like mm. to look at myself. But also, mm. if I take a photo where I'm looking up at the little camera, I look mm. cross-eyed. But if I'm looking down <laughs> into my own eyes, it looks normal. So, well, Gen Z, that's I, why yeah. I don't look at the camera. See, I don't really have this issue because if I look at the screen, it looks like I'm looking at the camera anyway because you've yeah, seen... Yeah, that's what I think. You've seen how I look. I have big Disney yep. princess eyes, so it doesn't really matter for me. Mm-hmm. So, like, I, I don't get what's wrong with looking at the screen. I want to see what I look like when I take a photo me either. of Me And also, we invented the word selfie. You guys can live with it. Uh, suffering your jocks. <laughs> um, number nine. I agree with the Zoomers on number nine. Yeah. 100% without a doubt agree with the Zoomers. Okay. And now you tell me how you feel about it. Number nine. All right. Is saying doggo. <sighs> the tweet that's accompanying it. Millennials say doggo and think they're going to get laid. <laughs> which is interesting because <laughs> unfortunately everyone that I've seen across my Facebook feed because it doesn't happen on Twitter or Instagram it only happens on my Facebook feed the people that say doggo and burb are the people that are in relationships and getting laid regularly what's going on they're all married they're all the people we went to high school with that are married I think it's because they don't have to impress their partners anymore yeah exactly they can just be as fucking say whatever cooked shit they want to say and still get exactly whereas I need to <laughs> impress people uh, because I, I – well, I mean, I'm, I'm not single at the moment. Uh, at time of recording, I'm not single. Uh, it'll be fun to go back on this later when I probably am. <laughs> um, but <laughs> oh, <laughs> once again, I have BPT. Like the, the fact that I've been in a relationship for as long as I have and that it's been going successfully is 
shocking to me. Yeah, I agree with me you on my relationship. Not yours. I'm not saying anything about your relationship, but I agree with you based on my own relationship. I cannot believe it hasn't fallen apart right now or I haven't destroyed it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, but yeah, I still need to try and impress people. Mm-hmm. So, But even if I didn't, I wouldn't fucking talk like that. You sound so ridiculous. <laughs> We're going to get a lot of it's hate not cute. from the doggo groups. It's not... I don't get... I don't give a shit. Doggo groups can <laughs> suck my nuts, okay? <laughs> Fuck off. Please spay and neuter your rees or you will be sucking on their nuts. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What's the big one-o? Well, the next few are kind of boring. It's like liking coffee and liking pizza, like making it a personality. Like... They're like, I'm not sure how millennials made liking pizza a personality trait, but they did. And we all have, we're now we're all forced to live with it. Um, I have a personality disorder, so I make a lot of things my personality, <laughs> like <laughs> a personality trait. Pizza is not one of them, nor is liking coffee. I like coffee and pizza. They are two things that I consume on the regular. However, I, I'm not obsessed yep. with them and I don't post about them constantly. I think it's okay to like the foods that you like. And mm-hmm. that's fine. Uh, but yeah, mm-hmm. like I, I do get what they're coming from. The whole era yeah. of like Tumblr that was like, buy me pizza oh, and yeah. touch my butt. Um, oh, yeah. No, thanks. Um, I blame Jennifer Lawrence for that because she. Oh, was her whole like, like her whole fucking relatable oh, shtick definitely gave I love rise to a lot of that. And a lot of like the whole I'm not <laughs> like other girls bullshit was like, yes. I'm not like other girls. Yep. I like pizza and burgers. And yep. blah, 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 blah. Exactly. Babe, and I'm still of, skinny. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. A lot of people like pizza yep. and burgers. And when, when plus size people like food like that, mm-hmm. we're not getting praised for it. We're getting told we need to eat a fucking salad. Can someone please just give me the f- Fucking praise that I deserve for eating I'm pizza. I'm very proud of you for eating pizza, Please. Jace. I'm very proud of you. Thank you. Number 12. Number 12 is not liking pineapples on pizza. Millennials really out here thinking not liking pineapples on pizza is a personality trait. I, we're go, I'm going to go out here mm. on record and say I love a pineapple on a pizza. I think it has a place. I don't think it's for everyone. I think it's fine if you don't like it. But it does have a place on pizza for some people. And I am one of those people. I hate it. But also, I have an eating disorder that, and I don't like weird <laughs> textures. Uh, so, no thank you for me. And that's perfectly me. fine. But yeah, no, like, again, um, back when I was on the all the dating apps and shit, like, having that in your bio, being like, pineapple belongs on pizza. Pineapple doesn't <gasps> belong on pizza. Haha, <laughs> I'm such Boring. a like, <laughs> I fucking hate you. Like, please do not talk to me. I don't want to. <laughs> but like, yeah, you're like the these ones that are related to food are really weird to me because food is something that is so personal. Yeah. Like our tastes in food and shit. Like that is something extremely fucking personal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hate. I do hate when people make it a personality trait. But also, like, don't shit on people for liking foods or not liking foods. I agree. Like, I agree. I think as long as you're eating, whatever you eat doesn't fucking bother me. If you want to have a pizza with pineapple and fucking coriander and fucking jelly beans on it, go fucking for it. I can't say shit about that because you're fueling your body in a way that makes you comfortable. And if anyone says any shit about that, then fuck them. I ate four slices of cheese directly out of the box today. That's good. It felt good. It felt very good. <laughs> that is good. Is that 
Is that going to be another thing on the list? Is like, oh, millennials love cheese. Actually, surprisingly, that's not on the list. See, I thought that would be because that is that is a bit of a thing. Just like, oh, cheese. Like, yeah. I love cheese. I would rather shit my asshole out of my body than give up cheese. I've yeah. I mean, that's what. I would rather shit my asshole out of my body than give up cheese. But again, <laughs> let me like the food I like, please. Yeah, no, but like, yes. yeah, I'm, I'm with the Zoomers on that one. Fuck ma- making it your entire personality. Fuck making it this thing that you always need to debate constantly. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not needed. We don't need to have that debate. People like different I think foods. just mind your own business when it comes to people's food and people's bodies. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Definitely. Sorry, I just probably did a very loud swallow on mic. Um, Apologise for that. That's okay. Once again. I only have to listen to it with my headphones on later. It's Yeah, fine. yeah. I mean, speaking of food and drink, I do have um, my little glass of wine here because I did, I did say I, I won't eat on mic. I, will, I won't eat on mic, but I can't promise you that I won't have a drink with me. Who's Mike? <laughs> <laughs> Shit, don't tell my boyfriend. Um. <laughs> All right. That's very interesting that you bring up wine. Oh, no. I'm just going. No, they didn't. Going further down the list. Number 16 is being obsessed with wine and also rose gold. I'm going to let you take this one uh, (laughs) because I have been sober for six years. I had an alcoholic uh, mother and Mm -hmm. that was sort of affecting my life as well. So I quit drinking. I don't really have like a horse in this race. So I'm going to let you cover that. I feel like you and I reacted to having an alcoholic parent in very different ways. Uh, You went the complete, you went the complete opposite way. I take after my alcoholic dad in that I probably am one. Um, (laughs) Once again, I'm, I guess, yeah, being, being obsessed with it probably isn't necessary. Mm -hmm. It, it can be a problem, yeah. It probably isn't necessarily healthy. But, like, again, let, let people mm-hmm. drink what they want to drink. If my, my opinion is yep. if it comes to – if you're putting something in or on your body, that is very mm-hmm. personal to you. And I don't really think that people should – If it's not hurting if it's people, not hurting people, then yeah. that's um, fine. Rose gold, however, does hurt my eyes. So you are hurting people with that. So, yuck. No, thank you. <laughs> that was extremely hypocritical of me just being like, yeah, just let people like what they like and make their own choices. But fuck this choice in particular. But, you know, um, yeah, rose gold was a thing for a while, wasn't it? I It was, yeah, I don't mind. I like rose gold. Um, I don't wear jewellery, though. So my rose gold is like in my, like I had a rose gold phone mm. and that's what I liked. But. Um. That's Rose not. gold does not suit me because, as we have mentioned previously, I am the whitest person on the planet. So I only really wear silver jewellery. It's true. It wouldn't suit me. You being of a darker complexion, I can see like gold and rose gold would suit you. If that's your bag, that's fucking fine. But I don't like, yeah, it did become like a huge thing for a while. And I'm like, well, I don't get, I didn't get the hype. I just didn't get the hype. Mm-hmm. Like, it's fine. It's a colour. That's nice. Good for you uh like <laughs> like i'm fine i'm fine i yeah. will what i will say go oh no just um yeah i'm finding i'm finding it hard to find very concrete reasons for my dislike of it i just just don't like it just i just don't <laughs> that's yeah. fine sometimes we just don't like sometimes things. you're allowed to not like things as long as you're not making it at everyone yes. else's problem 
then yeah, I'm yes. not going to go around being like people that like rose gold are the fucking worst. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't do that. It's just, that's horrible. Don't do that. Not publicly, yeah. not on mine. Yeah. I will about people that say the word doggo, but I feel that that's quite offensive. So <laughs> this whole segment is just proving how much of a hypocrite I am. <laughs> Look, we have no stable sense of self as trauma babies with BPD. We don't know mm. who the fuck we are. We don't know who we stand for. Mm-hmm. It can change at the drop of a hat, but it really we're can. fucking passionate about it. Whatever stance we're taking, we're passionate about it. At, at, at that the point time. In time. Exactly. <laughs> And then we will change our mind a couple of weeks later. Um, but yeah. Yes. Next podcast will be us making retractions. I would like to apologize to the Rose Gold Doggo community. Um. <laughs> we're really sorry. Um, we did a bad and. Um, uh, we're going to be better at adulting now. <laughs> <laughs> what I will say about the wine thing is I do what I don't like is the whole culture around wine mums because mm. um, mm. I had a wine mum and it was not mm-hmm. um, fun. Yeah. So it yeah. makes me uncomfortable when I see people being like, oh, I, I can't wait to – I mean, not I can't wait to have a glass of wine. That's fine. But when people are like, oh, like my – I came across something at one point was like, oh, I've got – you know, there's wine in my sippy cup and like I'm drinking along with my kid and I'm having wine and she's got milk or whatever. And it's like, it it makes me feel a kind of way. I try not to judge people on how they parent or what they do, but just having experienced having an almost constantly drunk mother um, Mm. makes me feel very, very uh, not great. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and I totally understand that, which is why I try not to, whenever we're hanging out or talking or whatever, I try not to drink too much um, out of respect for that. Although sometimes... That's fine. Sometimes I am a bit drunk, but I feel like when I am drunk and I'm talking to you, you're having a great time because I'm saying the stupidest (laughs) shit that just pops into Mm. my head. I'm pretty sure the the phone call that we had that solidified, yes, we're going to do this podcast, I was wasted. I was very drunk that night. And we were just talking and we were just talking shit and laughing our asses off. And we were just like, oh, we mm-hmm. should record this. And now here we are. And I'm, I'm drinking wine and I was again. Like, so, yeah. <laughs> I was like, we should record this, but please keep your wine to one glass. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have only had the one um, glass this whole time. I've just been sipping it very, very slowly. Good. But, yeah, I had a, I had a no. long day at work. Fuck it. Like, whatever. I can have a little mm-hmm. bit. You deserve yeah. it. Like, yeah, that whole culture around it, it can be really kind of um, toxic and hurtful. And growing up in that is really difficult. I didn't have a wine mum personally. Mm -hmm. Wendy does love a glass of wine. She loves a glass of wine. Oh, I know. Yeah. I remember her at the wedding tasting uh, all the wines. (laughs) She would, she got the, she got the bartender to line all the glasses up on the, on the bar. (laughs) And she was like tasting them. She's like, hmm. I don't know. I'm going to tra- taste the next one. And she'd get through all of them and go, uh, can I just taste the first one again? Honestly, she's a genius. It's where I get it from. She's the best. I owe her so she much. She's the best. Like I wouldn't be the person I am without Wendy, but yeah. Having said that, like, you know, I, the, the contrast between my two parents and the way that they approached alcohol when I was a kid was very mm-hmm. different. Like my mum, she'd love a glass yep. of wine in the evening. She'd have maybe two or three tops 
Uh, and she'd be good. Mm-hmm. She'd be good to go. She'd be a little bit more giggly. She'd be having a nice time. And I think I think it is definitely possible to drink responsibly. A lot of people do. Mm-hmm. The majority of people Absolutely do. Absolutely it is. Um, Some then, people just don't have that in them yeah, to man. drink responsibly. And yeah, like I'll be the first person to admit that I have occasionally had struggles with alcohol and other substances. And so have I. That's why I quit completely. Exactly. Exactly. And that, that's up to you to do. If that is what mm-hmm. worked for you, that worked for you. I've managed to keep a pretty good handle on it uh, as I've gotten a that's bit older good. and a bit wiser. Uh, so I can drink responsibly. If people can't, then they can't. That's fine. Exactly. We all have our reasons for doing things. But yeah, just this kind of like... Um, this whole like wine mum culture, like, mm-hmm. you know, they're getting their live, laugh, love wall decals, but instead mm-hmm. of live, laugh, love, it's like, you know, fucking live, laugh, Lambrusco or some shit. Like <laughs> live, laugh, stomach pumped at the fucking hospital <laughs> while your child exactly. cries. <laughs> exactly. Like it's just, it's a little bit icky to me. It's a little bit icky to me. Not, not one to, I don't want to judge people for their choices. No. no. Unless it's, um, you know, using the cry laughing emoji. I will judge you for that. But I feel like in the grand scheme of things, those are little choices. And that's something Mm -hmm. you can have a bit of a joke about. That's not something that's necessarily um, embedded in a person's personality or like their lifestyle or how they go about their life day to day. But yeah, shit like, yeah, just when when people are, people that are obsessed with drinking, Mm -hmm. Make me feel uncomfortable. And I feel like as people with personality disorders, we can say people who make being drunk their entire personality, it's old. We can say that. I've done that. We have I've personality done that. disorders. At the age, yeah. At the age of 23, that's who I was. That was my personality. Mm. My personality was being an alcoholic. Um, and now I've you can on. see that it's not healthy. Yeah, it's harmful. Not healthy. Mm-hmm. No. I was drunk almost constantly at some point. Yeah, I remember that. I remember that. I, do you remember, Jace? <laughs> um, mm-hmm. So I live in a suburb of Sydney called Newtown. Uh, it's in the inner west of Sydney. One of the first times I ever went to Newtown, I was 15 years old. And Jace would have been, oh, here we go. been like 18 or something. Um, where Mm -hmm. I live in Newtown now, I live around the corner from a pub called the Courthouse Hotel that I frequent. I go there quite a lot. Jace, do you remember what you did when I was 15 years old? Okay. Can we just say, I did not take you to get drunk (laughs) at 15 years old. I want to. I, I didn't, I didn't have a drink. I did not have a drink. I. But you did sneak me into a pub. I did sneak you into a pub because. You snuck me into a pub. <laughs> okay. This is making me sound like the kind of person who would take a bunch of 14-year-olds to see clerks too. Um, oh, you'd never do that. I would never. Look, we had just been out to see Josh Thomas and it was also my friend's birthday and I wanted to go and say happy birthday to him and the, and the pub was literally like 10 metres down the road. Yeah. And you were close. with me. I wasn't going to leave you alone. Yeah. So I did the responsible thing and I took my 15-year-old best friend to the pub and snuck her in so we could say happy birthday to him. <laughs> <laughs> didn't, I have a, didn't I have a big crush on this friend as well, even though he was well into his 20s? <laughs> I think everyone did because he was just a sweet he angel. Was, he was beautiful, beautiful, beautiful man. But yeah, um, at the end of the day, 
drinking is a personality trait. I I get why people do it. I mm-hmm. don't want to do it. Um, I have done mm-hmm. it. If it takes people some time to kind of grapple with their particular issues in regards to drinking, then I, I'm not mm-hmm. one person to judge. It took me fucking ages. Yeah. To get a handle I will on never it. judge anyone for not being sober or yeah. you know enjoying escaping or um, self medicating. Never. Yeah. I will never judge anyone because it is an addiction. Mm-hmm. And it's a way a lot of people deal with the trauma and deal with stress and just it's not something that I will ever judge people for. It's just God something no. that was affecting my life negatively mm-hmm. and that's why I needed to make that decision to just stop because I I know that people always say to me, just have one drink, you know, one drink won't hurt. But with me, it will hurt because I'll have one and then I'll be like, I feel fine. And one will turn into two and two will turn into 12. And then before you know it, I'm at Strathfield Station vomiting and it's not pretty. So I know my limits now. I know what will send me off sort of the deep end and I avoid that. And that's my personal yeah. choice to avoid that. And I would never yeah. look down on anyone for not making that choice because we all make the choices that are right for us when they when it's the right time to make them. Exactly. And I'm very proud of you for that. And I always have been. Thanks. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm with the Zoomers on this one. Making drinking wine, your whole personality is... Ooh. I mean, you heard yeah. just you just heard yeah. that when we talked on that. No, thank you. Yeah. No. So yeah, I'm if, I'm with the kids on this one. Good on your kids. Yeah. If you feel like drinking <laughs> wine is your whole personality, then maybe take a step back, assess why that is, and if you see nothing wrong with it, fine, more power to you. Go get that wine, girl or guy or non-binary person, whatever. Um, <laughs> but also, yeah, I think that I also think you can't make someone see the light if you had come to me at the height of my drinking I had someone try that they said I think you drink too much and too early in the day and I went off at them I broke up with them very publicly Mm. I got drunk despite them I don't think you can force someone when they're not ready to change and I'm sure that if someone had come to you when you were at the height of yours yeah definitely then you would have reacted similarly, like, you know, fuck you. Like, oh, definitely. definitely. It's like the way that Gabby reacted yeah. when people have said that to her. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. If you're not in the right headspace, then nothing's going to help you. Exactly. <laughs> that sounds really bleak. Uh, so basically, get fucked, nah. <laughs> no, no. No, I think, I think the way that you've approached it is very healthy and I'm really proud of you and – yeah, I'm proud of myself also for being I'm better than I too. used to be. And I'm proud of anyone that wants to make those changes. And I'm proud of anyone that can, even you know, if you're just thinking to make about those it. changes. But yeah, just thinking about it can recognize the issues within themselves and also make the decision to be like, mm-hmm. I'm not ready. That that takes a lot as well mm-hmm. because you're exactly. going to have people pressuring you. If being you're like, not, there, no, yet, you've gotta, you're not yeah, there yet, exactly. Exactly. You'll get there when you get there. I'm proud of you. Mm-hmm. Anyone listening? And we will be here I'm for you. I'm fucking proud of you. When you're ready. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, so honestly, We're your good. family now. Yeah. Good on the Zoomers for recognising that. That that actually makes me really happy that they can see that. Me too. That. I think they're a good generation. They are a I good generation. The last thing, the final thing on this list. Okay, yep. Is 
taking BuzzFeed quizzes a little too seriously. Ah! <laughs> you yes. realise you're literally reading a BuzzFeed article, Jace. <laughs> yes, I do. Yep. And I like that BuzzFeed is self-aware with this. I mean, they got there eventually. They got there eventually. Ah, uh, yeah, again, <laughs> again. Um, back in the day, definitely. But again, what I will put yeah. to the audience is the fact that I have a personality disorder. So anything, like any sort of, I any sort rely, of personality quiz, I love them. I love them. They're, yep. they're great fun. I rely very, very heavily on personality quizzes mm. because I don't know who I am. Like I said before, we don't have a solid sense of self. Yeah. I think this is less of a millennial thing for us and more of a, a BPD trauma-based, yeah. you know, not knowing who we are. So if there's a quiz I can take that will tell me who I am, then that's great. I'm going to take it. But then you've got the other side of it where there's people who are like, for example, back in the day doing Harry Potter house quizzes, um, <laughs> just to bring it back to Harry Potter, <laughs> is if a Slytherin got a Gryffindor result... Whoa! Hell to All pay. All hell would break, would hell break loose. Hell to pay. Yeah, like have have fun with them. Don't take them seriously. Like it's yes. it's fine. I I love not not necessarily BuzzFeed ones. I don't do BuzzFeed ones anymore. Yeah, I, I don't really get, do. I get very no, into sorry, like the psychology based ones. Those are fun. Yes. Um. So we've graduated from BuzzFeed at this point. Yes. To some more serious personality. Yes. Pieces. But yeah, like I get it. I get it. But I also get why it's a bit. Ick. Yeah, I have seen people go a bit um uh hmm, how do I put it? I have seen people react very strongly when, for example, they are assigned the wrong household appliance that their personality relates to, like that kind of level of like I'm not a blender. I'm a coffee machine. It's like, all right, calm down. You're actually a human person, but uh, I guess we won't get into that. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. Some people do get a bit weird about it. Yeah, I think, yeah. I mean, a lot of a lot of the shit that Zoomers have been dunking on millennials for is, I feel like um, maybe slightly older millennials because I I definitely did identify with some mm -hmm. of it, but. Also, I, I don't identify. We with haven't a lot of really it. Um, spoken about what age group millennial is. Millennial is when you're born from 1981 to 1996, I believe. Yeah, something like so that. So I am a mid to older millennial. What would you? I'm bad at maths. You're going to have to do the fractions for me. <laughs> Yeah, you are. I was born in 89. Yeah, yeah. Whereas I'm I'm a fairly young millennial. Like I, I only mm -hmm. got in by a couple of years, basically. So I think that might be why a lot of the Gen Z stuff, I'm like, oh, I actually identify with that a bit more. Um, I identify a lot with the Gen Z stuff as well, but I think that's also trauma-based as in like I feel a lot younger than I am. Oh, my God. Yes, this is definitely definitely a thing definitely a trauma thing and I find a lot of people that I've spoken to about this kind of thing the concept of time fake is fucked when you have yeah when you have trauma when you have oh, man. you know certain personality disorders or mental illnesses mm -hmm. like the concept of time messes with you so yep. badly I feel so much younger than I actually am basically I feel like I got to 16 and I stopped me too. Me too. Emotionally, I am 16 years old in Same a lot here. of ways. 
I don't know how I, I, I have a job. I have a lease. Mm -hmm. I have a partner. Mm -hmm. I have all of these things. And every day I wake up. It feels like. Yeah. It feels like, you know, in Rugrats when there's an episode of Rugrats. Okay. I'm dating myself again, but (laughs) this episode of Rugrats where all the babies, Tommy and Chucky and Phil and Lil are like acting like grown-ups but they're still babies and they're doing mm-hmm. grown-up things like going to work but they're still like they're babies and they're like that's how I feel a lot of the time that's how I feel all the time I wake up every day and I'm like wait this is actually my life yeah I have a lot of dreams about being back at school a lot of me dreams too about being back at school I think I think it's a guilt thing I think it's a trauma yeah. thing and I think a lot of it is me feeling like that's where I should be I feel like mm-hmm. I should still be in high school. The way my therapist explained it to me was that my childhood environment was so volatile that I didn't really get to relax into being a kid. And I also didn't really get to grow properly into an adult. So now that I am an adult and I'm away from that environment, my brain is kind of stuck back there. Because that's where the majority of, you know, the trauma, um, not all the trauma, a lot of the trauma happened separate from my family life, like different kinds of trauma, which we may or may not get into later. But the home related, um, family related (laughs) trauma was around that age, like, yes, teenage formative years. That's what it is. It's the formative years. We didn't get to form who we were as people properly and we are stuck there yeah yeah that's that's how I feel I feel like it's like when you oh my god I'm doing it again when you had a videotape right and it was your favorite tape because zoomers before there were things such as dvds or digital downloads there were these things called vcrs and they were tapes (laughs) um I know you know that um you sound so old. When you would watch it. a tape, if there was a part you paused on for a really long time or rewound back to and watched it again, it would warp, like, it would wear out the tape inside the thing. And I think that's what life is like for um, trauma babies is that our life sort of stopped on that spot and now it's like, yeah, the tape's yeah, stuck. I don't, know. Oh, I don't know where I'm going with this analogy. I'm just going to stop now while I'm not ahead. <laughs> the tape's stuck. No, I get it. I get it. And time time has passed and time mm-hmm. will continue to pass, but the tape's stuck. And you still know exactly you where can't it get happened. past that it's point. Still, it makes yeah. a lasting impression on it. It's really hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think, no, that's a good analogy. Honestly, I, I think that's really good. I got really nervous yeah, I agree with that. for some reason. I couldn't get my head around it, but... I'm glad you sort of understand <laughs> where I was going with it. I think a lot of people will. I, I don't see why people wouldn't understand. It's a, it's a good analogy, definitely. Um, but yeah, and that, that's also another thing that people like us do is we feel the need to constantly explain ourselves or justify ourselves. Yes, over-explain yeah. as well. I'm, oh my God, my, my poor housemate, um, <laughs> God love her. She is one of my best friends, um, but I will constantly text her just being like, I'm going to do this chore at this time. I can't do it mm-hmm. right now for this reason, but it will get done. I promise it'll get done. She's like, that's fine. Yeah. Why, why are you like, why are you over explaining it and over justifying yourself? 
I'm yeah. like, because. <laughs> and like, once you're in a comfortable environment, yeah, once you're in a comfortable environment and you don't have to act like that anymore and people call you out on it, it's like, you mean I don't have to do this? What? I think we it's were so used to explaining ourselves. And also, I know that you also felt extremely misunderstood. I did as well. And when you feel misunderstood, you feel like you have a lot mm. to explain and a lot to answer for. Oh, yeah. And I don't think that ever leaves you. No. As an adult, I definitely over-explain things as well. And also I think anxiety-related as well. Mm. The more information I give people about something, I feel like the more I'm helping them because that's how I would like to be um, – Yeah. Have things explained me to too. me. Me too. Me too, yeah. No. I need to know everything. Yeah, definitely. No, I think, I think that's um, – And I forget that other people don't need that. Uh, all the time, all the time. When I constantly think that everyone is just like me, um, that everyone <laughs> is going to think and react to things the same way that I do. And when they don't, I get very like, what? How? But not everyone has been through the same yeah. experiences. So it's, it's a very natural thing. But yeah, like when you're stuck in this kind of brain, this kind of mindset that, that we are, um, you do, mm-hmm. you do that a lot. Like I'm constantly overanalyzing other people's emotions because I'm constantly overanalyzing mm-hmm. my own emotions exactly, um, and their reactions and their tone towards me. And I think about that a lot. Oh, a me lot. too. Like definitely bloody hell. Like I, I don't, I'm not a huge fan of phone calls. I don't think anyone these days mm, really nah. is. People don't like phone calls aren't as much of a thing, but having said that, Texting for me is a nightmare because I can't understand tone. Mm-hmm. And if if I if I interpret anything as even remotely hostile, I will yep. freak out. I'll freak out or I'll shut down. Me too. And I know that about you. And that's why I never, when you say, are you mad at me? I'm always just ready to say, no, I'm not. Because I know that mm. you're not being, I mean, you are being needy, but that's not in the sense that, you're being too much. You just know your needs. And these... I am extremely needy. I'm the neediest person in the fucking world. See, the way (laughs) I see it, being needy is not a bad thing because you know what you need. And I think it's good to be needy. I think there's a difference between being needy and being um, abusive in that sense. Like, you know, like expecting too much of people. I think expecting too much of people and being needy are two completely different things. And whenever you say to me, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. are you mad at me? Did I say something wrong? I'm always ready to just say, no, I'm not. Or, you know, if I am mad at you, I'll, I'll let you know. Obviously not like, fuck you, bitch. But like, I'll be like, hey, mm. something that you've said just didn't sit right with me. And I feel, because I want people to be honest with me. If you're pissed at me, please tell me what I've done. Because even if it's something that... I can't change or you don't expect me to change. If you're done with me, then please let me know because Mm. Mm -hmm. I just need to know. I need to know everything. (laughs) Yeah. I need to know everything all the time. I remember I used to get really mad at my mum for just like not telling me things. Like if something had changed or if something was going on and she didn't tell me and I was kept out of the loop, that angered me and it terrified me I hated that could not deal with it it's because there's a fear of the unknown and when there's a fear of the unknown for people who have not experienced trauma or who 
don't have anxiety or, you know, for the neurotypical people, the fear of the unknown is just like, oh, what's going to happen? I don't know. That's a little bit scary, isn't it? But for us, it's <laughs> like the fear of the unknown is something that could hurt us because we've been hurt before. Yeah. So yeah. when we seek out extra information or over explain to people, it's because we've been hurt and we don't want to, we don't want to be hurt again and we don't want to hurt people. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Just as a side note, um, <laughs> just to bring a little bit of levity back. Um, for those of you who do drink responsibly, I feel like a good drinking game for our podcast is take a sip every time we say the word trauma. Oh, God. <laughs> You'll be wrecked. Trauma based. Because it all comes back to trauma, baby. Someone should make a bingo card. <laughs> the. Do you still aw- like awfully, me bingo card? Um, awfully ambitious for our second episode. Yeah, we're going to have merch. We're going to have a bingo card. <laughs> oh, <Like, laughs> uh, look. <laughs> we have big ideas. We said that in the first episode. We have these big ideas and we yeah. don't always follow through on them. Yeah. But we have mm-hmm. them and I think that should be celebrated. It's nice to... It's nice to dream. I just want to have the confidence of a white man with a podcast. <gasps> and I feel like that's that's how we need Imagine. to approach this. We need to approach this with the confidence of a white man with a podcast. Yes. Yeah, we will have merch. We will have a bingo to card. Be we will have fans. honest with you, some of my favourite podcasts are by white men. And, I mean, I'm not proud of it, but it can't be helped. There are a lot of good podcasts that just so happen to be white Chase, men. Chase, my um, favourite and this is, uh, this is, I mean, th- this is probably something you could guess about me if you're vaguely online. Um, my favorite <laughs> uh, people that make podcasts are the fucking McElroy brothers. So what do you think about that? Like, yes. <laughs> it's a bunch of white dudes. One of my favorite podcasts is a podcast called Tell Em Steve Dave. And it's literally three middle-aged white men um, being middle-aged white men. And I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Look, this isn't we, a recommendation. Some... <laughs> it's Mine just is me a recommendation. Admitting. Please listen to everything the McElroys have ever done. Um... <laughs> Mine or is don't. not. Because do whatever um, you want. Look, it's not the most PC podcast, and it's like um, the devil on my shoulder. Really, that podcast mm. is because mm. I can just sort of. It's like escapism, I guess. Yeah, and I oh, also definitely. like hearing different. Um, takes even though middle-aged white men are the most vocal with their takes I still like to listen to the also they're very funny but anyway (laughs) one day we will be funny middle-aged white men Jace you bet on it I have to go back to the days when I used to wear very 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 light um foundation ah yes when back when you used to whitewash yourself (laughs) holy shit oh Oh, that was yeah no that that that's gonna be a theme uh, for an episode yeah, at some point. Yeah, that's a story for another day. We're going to talk about that. Well, Jace, now that you know my opinion on rose gold and the crying laughing emoji <laughs> and the fact that I yes. uh, outed you as sneaking me into a pub, do you still like me? <sighs> Look. Oh, no. Oh, shit. I knew what I was in for when I started this podcast. <laughs> Just me outing you constantly. Yes, I still like you, even though you think I'm a pathetic loser for using that laugh cry emoji. I do still like you. I mean, 
You are, but I value your opinion. Thank you. Why don't you go and have a wine? <laughs> <laughs> you say that as if I don't have one in my hand right now. Fuck off. <laughs>